Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. And I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is For the Queen. How are you doing, my darling? I am fine. It is the first full week of school. End of statement. (laughs) (laughs) End of that statement. Yeah. We've been in school. We had two weeks before this. They were like trial runs, and they were disastrous. And this is the first week of school, and it is disastrous. First full week of school, and it is disastrous. But I am fine. And it's the start of September. It's your favorite month. It is. Well, it's your second favorite month. It's my second favorite month after October. It is the start of my favorite season. Everything is going to be great for about three months, and then everything is going to turn terrible until next summer basically it makes me so sad that you don't like spring i love spring 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 is my favorite is spring wishes it was fall bullshit (laughs) bullshit fall is the death of happiness spring is the birth of it spring is better spring is so so badass everything's dead around it and it's like f you i'm gonna be green what i will not deny the powerful rejuvenating energy of spring but there is something so good to me about hitting that height of summer and everything is so hot and so uh, just so powerful and then that suddenly breaking way to relief in a way that i don't get with spring that first sort of warm day after it's been cold the first day you realize you don't have to wear your winter coat you yeah. just have to wear a sweater that's a beautiful day it is when a beautiful it's day cold in the morning and a little bit hot in the afternoon and cold again at night and the and the fireflies are starting to discover themselves and all the other bees are starting to be really bees all the other bugs are starting to be really annoying but the flowers are starting to grow that's gorgeous october is basic you basic. How dare you? You basic. How? How you basic with your pumpkin spice and your fall colors and your hay rides. You basic. I love all of it, and I will not have you shaming me, Diana. Let's play a game. Let us play a game. Before we start playing, ah. uh, we do have a bit of news. We announced this on Twitter, but uh, good news and bad news. I'm actually going to start with the bad news first this time. We are moving permanently to a bi-weekly schedule. Yes. Uh, We had really loved being weekly, but um, we tried out the bi-weekly schedule when... When Segranza ended, yep. we tried the bi-weekly schedule because we had a lot of stuff going on at we the time. We were moving. Yeah. We had some changes in our jobs. There was stuff going on. Uh, so we, we did the bi-weekly schedule just to give us a break, hoping that we would come back to the weekly. Uh, we've done the weekly for, what, a month and a half maybe? Maybe not even, maybe a month. And uh, just found that our lives have still not calmed down to the point that we think that we can give you the best episodes possible on a weekly schedule. So we are moving bi-weekly for the foreseeable future. We hope that you all still stay with us, but we totally get it if you don't. Um, But we are hoping that this is just gonna lead to better shows and and better things. But all of that said, speaking of better things, here's our good news. 
the good news is that we were nominated for an Audioverse award in two different categories. Woot, woot. Or at the time of recording two different categories. I'm hoping that we get that last no, one in. Boo. I don't care if I get a nomination. One of the nominations is that Zach is nominated. Uh, so I've been uh, nominated as player direction mm-hmm. for an improvised uh, production and Heart Points itself has been nominated for an improvised production. There is still time when this episode comes out for you to go to. It would help if I looked up the website. I'll look but it up we for the t- end notes. We tweeted it. It's fine. And you can find it on our Twitter. There's still time to nominate Diana no. for her portrayal as Consa Sao nah. as a player. Nah. I would highly recommend you do that. Nah. But thank you deal. so much to those who nominated us. It means the world. It's super cool it's like i can't even express how amazing it is to see our names on the list of nominees with the shows that are just so so good yeah it's it is really truly very cool to see zach nominated and to see heart points nominated and i really cannot stress how little i care about whether or not i'm nominated because zach is nominated and the show is nominated and so i'm very excited for both of those things <laughs> I'm very excited. I, I really am. I'm very excited. I'm like super are. I'm super super happy for Zach and I'm really super happy for the show. Diana is being genuine. I don't I know I and I, I know I it's, it's not it's not coming across as genuine as I want it to be. I am tr- I am so I there's no amount of happy that I would be when if I'm nominated that can compare to the amount of happy that I am that Zach is nominated because I am a true partner and of gross love. I'd like to get that hat trick. So <laughs> if anyone would would uh there's still time. If you find it in your heart to take a few moments to uh, vote for Diana's nomination. Um, But thank you again for everyone who has already uh, submitted us for a nomination. All of that said, Diana, what are we playing today? We are playing For the Queen. And For the Queen is a card game. You can't just play with any deck of cards. You have to buy the game to play the cards. Um, But you will go over it. I don't want to spoil too much, but essentially you answer prompts that are on a question and they lead to a specific goal and or question that you are going to answer. I don't want to give too much away because we're going to discover it in a, in literally the minute I stop talking, we're going to discover it. So let's play for the queen. No, that's it. I, I would, described it. Okay. That's I, the game. I would just like to add that it is a game by Alex Roberts, who also designed Starcrossed. That's and, an important note. I should have. That's an important note. Yeah. And it's published by Evil Hat. And just the way it works is that we're going to be reading off prompts and I answering them. I already said that. Did you say that? I, I said that there's prompts and then we read them. Sorry. I said that. <laughs> you don't fine. listen. No, you I got know. that nomination and your head just went too big. <laughs> you just, it went too big. Uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Cool. Are we let's, ready, ready, ready for that? Let's them? play for the queen. The land you live in has been at war for as long as any of you have been alive. The queen has decided to undertake a long and perilous journey to broker an alliance with a distant power. The queen has chosen all of you and no one else to be her retinue and accompany her on this journey. She chose you because she knows that you love her. What makes the queen beautiful in your eyes? The queen is beautiful in my eyes because of her... Um, generous and caring nature. I don't know that many would call her a beautiful woman, but she is extremely kind and extremely generous to her people. And that makes her beautiful in my eyes. What is a moment of 
um, generosity that you witnessed that you found particularly moving? Wonderful. I was glad you asked that. So we were guarding her while she went to the market one day and she was buying um, food. She doesn't need to, but she was buying herself some food. And there were some, you know, the, the typical scene. There were some orphans starving on the side there, as there are. And um, she, all of the food that she had bought for herself, she just gave to them and then walked back to the palace. She didn't buy anything else for the rest of the day. What do you usually do for the royal family? Why does that make you an unlikely choice for this journey? I am a scryer. Am I using that word correctly? A seer? A divinator. I'm a divinator. I read I, want, I read bones for the royal family for mostly uh, very simple things. Um, good festival days, some very minor policy stuff, uh, or at least like the days that policies should be announced or changed. Um, I don't really help, help make policy decisions, but I help kind of frame the policy decisions. It's a very, it's a desk job is really what it is. And so when the queen chose me to accompany her on this long and dangerous journey, it was very uh, shocking to me. The queen trusts you, but no one else in the royal court does. Why? I think the queen trusts me because I was once one of those orphaned children, beggar children on the streets. And I think when she was much younger and I was much younger, she saw me up to some sort of hijinks, I think. I'm not sure what. But she saw me. She took me in, took me into the palace, and I kind of grew into the position that I have. I I wasn't born there, though, and I don't have a family. And so the royal court doesn't trust me because they don't know my origins. And they don't – they don't – they feel that because I don't have parents or or because I don't have a lineage – They can't trust my motives because they can't trust where I came from. The queen lights a fire in you. What is it? The queen's fervor for the good of her kingdom is infectious. I find that when she speaks of all the things that she wants to do to make the kingdom better, I I get swept up in the beautiful and grandiose plans that she has and I can't help but be moved and want to do these things that she believes that we can all do. What do you do to disappoint the queen on this journey? I think I lied to the queen. I think there was a town that we could have stopped at but I knew that the town was suffering right now um, going through some financial stuff. Not like a plague. It's not like in quarantine, but, you know, the town is on hard luck. And I knew that if the queen stopped, we would have been there for a while and she would have done something to try to help them. And this this mission is too important to stop. So I lied and um, told her that we were nowhere near that town. But she found out. And so she's disappointed in me for lying to her and keeping something from her. Did she do anything? Did she punish you in any way? No, she just told me she was disappointed in me. 
That's worse than punishment. What brings out the queen's cruelty? The queen has very little patience for our enemies in the north. For all of the love and passion that she has for her own people, she has a deep resentment to our neighbors who we have been at war with for so long. And I find this often clouds her judgment. Can you give an example? I once recommended that we perform a a purification ceremony on a particular day. And it was about two days before a holy day uh, for our warring neighbors. And she insisted that we not have it on the day I recommend, but that we instead have it on our, uh, our neighbor's holiday, essentially as an act of one-upmanship of of trying to overshadow them Mm. that sort of pettiness okay the queen gave you a compliment once what was it and why have her words stayed with you i think the queen once called me her most loyal servant and it stayed with me because one it talked about that trust that she has in me two it meant that she noticed me again I've been lucky enough to have been noticed by the queen at least twice. It stayed with me because it is a reminder to myself that I am important, that I'm not a nobody, that I have purpose and I have quality. You saw the queen do something terrible to keep the retinue safe. What was it? Did you come to respect her more or less afterward? We had passed the border uh, of the two kingdoms. And as we were packing up camp, the queen left our leftover food out. Um, And I noticed she dropped several drops of a tincture tincture into the food, um, but left it out on the side of the road. And when I asked her about this, she said it was to prevent any stalkers or assassins who might be following in our path but it seemed unnecessary it seemed strange i have not noticed anyone following us i have not read in the bones that anyone is following us mm-hmm. so i am concerned about the validity of the fear. the queen had you punished once what about the memory of that will stay with you forever When I was young, um, I'd only been with the queen for maybe one or two years. I was still unsure of my place in the castle, palace, place. And I had stolen some food. I'd stolen some food for myself to kind of hoard away um, in case I ever had to make like a a break for it because she wasn't going to take care of me anymore, that sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she found out and she was so infuriated by my lack of trust in her that she locked me in the larder but ordered me not to eat anything and told me I wasn't allowed to touch anything. And I was locked in the larder for 24 hours. 
Um, Whoa. Yeah. And that has always stood out to me. One, because I should trust the queen. She has my best interests at heart. But also what the consequences are if I don't. How old were you when this happened? I was young. I don't know. I'm seeing like an eight or nine year old in my head. How is this the cruelest queen we've ever... This is the... You made you started the cruelty. <laughs> you started that. I went with a very generous queen. I'm just reading the cards. I know. I know. That's what we have to do. Listen, being locked in a larder is not the... Like, she was going to send me to bed with no food. This is a step up from that. Yeah, You're tw- surrounded by food, but you can't touch anything. For 24 hours? For 24 hours. How old is the queen? So when this event happened, I picture her young. So I said I was like maybe eight or nine. I picture her like 18. Oh, interesting. That's how I picture her. So she wasn't really adopting you. You were more like a pet project. Yes. That's how I picture her. I don't know how you were picturing her. Were you picturing her older? I was picturing her like 30s, but I I like it better with her being much younger. No, but she would be in her 30s because this happened when I was eight or nine. I'm older now. Yeah. Well, now... Well, that's I, I was picturing when she had she brought you into oh, the palace being like thirties, oh, oh, okay. but I like this much better. I like be I like I like this idea of her being like eighteen, young, has a ton of power, doesn't know how to do deal with mm-hmm. it. I mean, this still feels like sociopathically cruel, but in a almost normal teenager way. Yeah, not necessarily like welcome to royalty. <laughs> no one can tell you no, but you are responsible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Here's the biggest burden I can give you with no safety regulations. Yeah. Why do you think the queen trusts you enough to bring you on this journey? Because I've kept the queen's secrets before. She has come to me in confidence to scry the bones for her. And I have proven to her that I can keep her secrets and that I will keep her secrets no matter how big they are. Why are some others at the royal court jealous of your relationship with the queen? Because the queen took me in when I was so young and I've kind of grown up alongside her but also been raised by her kind of. There's a perceived closeness between me and the queen. I don't know that there is an actual closeness between me and the queen, but there's a perceived closeness between me and the queen. Even I think that I might be able to convince her of things that others can't. That might not be true, but I do think it. And I think others think that as well. They think that because I'm, air quotes, so close to the queen, that I wield more power over her than they are able to do so. No one controls our queen. You suspect this journey isn't just about diplomatic negotiations. What else do you believe is going on and why? I believe that the queen is coming here to see her daughter. (gasps) Shock and surprise. What? Uh, One of the times that I have kept the queen's secrets is when she came to me looking for advice because she was with, she was expecting, and the child is, or the father is a member of the North's royal court. Dun, dun, dun. 
There is a false rumor about you and the queen back at the royal court. What is it? How did it start? It doesn't make any sense at all. But there is a rumor that I might be related to the queen. That I might be a younger sister. Some even say I might be a younger daughter. She would have been absurdly like young. 10. Yeah, it, it it doesn't make any sense. Most people think I'm like a. I mean, if you were li- if you were both lying about your ages, right? Could be. But I mean, most people think that I'm a younger sister. But it's I'm not related. To, I'm not related to the queen. I remember who my parents were. They were not her or anybody on the court. You know that for a fact. I know for a fact that the people that I call my parents are not related to the queen or in the court. Okay. Okay. Um, but it did start because of how quickly she took me into the court and the fact that she took me in at all. She, that is not typical of her. She doesn't, there aren't other orphans that she's collected. Why do you think she brought you in? I don't know. I've asked her, and she's never answered me. What do you do for the queen that anyone else can do, and why does she make you do it? She asks me to wash her hair, and I'm obviously not the only person who does this in when we're back at home mm-hmm. in court. Uh, but she has made me do it back home when she has dedicated groomers. She has asked me to come in and wash her hair. And I don't know why she makes me do it. I think it is, if I were to hazard a guess, it would be because she wants to keep me close, either for loving or suspicious reasons. She knows that we share some of her most serious secrets. And so she asks me to join her for this intimate time. What do you do for the queen that no one else can? I protect the queen 24-7. The only time I am not with the queen is when she orders me away, and that is only for maybe an hour at a time. I am with the queen all the time. I have always been with the queen all the time. I have traveled with her as her handmaiden. I am her soldier when I need to be. I protect the queen like no one else can. Have you ever had to actively protect the queen? Like, have you ever had to, like, yes. fend off an attacker? Yes. You've spilled blood for the queen? I have. I have already spilled bl- blood for the queen. The queen is not your queen. Why do you serve her anyway? As a diviner, I am given special exemption in the kingdom for my loyalties because I must, first and foremost, give my loyalties to fate. Um, and that is how I derive my power. My queen is fate. But I serve my mortal queen because her fervor is so grand and while in my mind and in my mouth i am loyal to my queen fate i suspect or i know that in my heart i am most loyal to our terrestrial queen has that caused problems for your divination it has there have been times that the bones will not speak to me when I feel too tied up in my wants and needs for our kingdom and our queen. There is a part of you that does not want peace in this land. Why are you attached to this war? 
I can protect the queen like no one else can. And if there is peace in the land, she does not need protection. So what am I then? What is my purpose? I've been protecting the queen since I was about eight. What do I do if there's peace? But you've not always been a soldier. Since I was eight. You, you started off as a handmaiden, didn't you? No, my job has always been to protect the queen. Okay. I will sometimes masquerade as a handmaiden. I've oh, been I a handmaiden I to protect the queen and to be with the queen. But my job has always been to be a soldier. What makes the queen ugly in your eyes? The queen has very little regard for propriety and order in all of the things that she does. She is more interested in the ways that she can make her vision come to pass than in doing what is the right or proper thing. We see this when she brings an orphan child to court at 18 years old and trains them to be her personal guard. We see this when she has an illicit affair with a warring neighbor and then uh, secrets away her daughter. We see this when she disregards the words of the gods to have a petty feud or to do something strange and cruel, such as leaving poison food on the side of the road. She is subject to her whims and her fancies and pays very little heed to what is right. When did you know you were in love with the queen? I knew conclusively that I was in love with the queen when I realized that those poems and stories where lovers die for one another, I could only imagine myself dying for the queen. I've never been able to picture anybody else in that position or picture myself in that position for anybody else. It's just the queen. She's the only one that I would ever do that for, so... That's when I realized I was in love with the queen. Do you think you would die for the queen? Yes. What did you bring with you to protect the queen? I have brought my star reading staff. It is the only thing that I have that even remotely approximates a weapon. Um, I am not skilled in, or I am not trained in using it as a weapon. I have, I once beat away a bandit with it. Um, who attempted to mug me, but that is the most I've ever done with it. But it is all I have to protect the queen, and so it is what I brought. What did you bring with you that endangers the queen? At times, I have been tasked with being a messenger for the queen. When she cannot send messages through our normal channels, she will send them with me. And I have kept everyone that she's ever sent. Not as a treacherous thing, but as a way to have a little piece of her, right? To have a little piece of her handwriting. So the letters never got delivered? No, they got delivered. I just kept copies. Oh. I don't, I can't keep her handwriting, but I can keep her words. You know, I don't think I'm a very good reader. Probably wasn't explicitly taught how to read. So I don't know that I know what they say, but I have copies of every single illicit letter that she's ever sent. Do you know where the letters were going? Yes, I delivered them. They weren't, but they were going to another messenger. They weren't going to like a specific person. I see. You think of someone in this retinue as the queen's favorite. Who? What makes you think this? 
it is obviously the are you a is your character a a woman or a man i'm a woman i disguise myself right be harder to do that once i hit puberty and i'm assuming old times not impossible but harder to do i mean it's fantasy land we can do whatever we want that's true yeah um i picture myself as a woman though okay um you uh obviously it is the young woman who the queen um brought in off the streets and trained to be her personal royal bodyguard she is with the queen everywhere the queen goes she is um always by the queen's side like her shadow and the way she looks at the queen with those puppy dog eyes it is obvious the infatuation that she has for the queen surely she must be the queen's favorite of the two of us what promise did the queen make to you before this journey do you think she'll keep it the queen promised to make my position within the court more solid and legitimate i don't technically have a position in the court right now and so that's why there's a lot of rumors about me and that's why there's a lot of kind of hate Mm -hmm. towards me um, and so she promised to make my position within the court more legitimate and more realistic. And I absolutely think she'll keep it. The queen has never broken her word to me, ever. You are considered beautiful by almost everyone you meet. How does the queen make you question that perception? I am very attractive, if I do say so myself. I have very fine features, striking, beautiful eyes, very fine hair beautiful mane and the queen has never once complimented me on my appearance she has never once um let her eyes wander or uh or pause as she looks past me or looks over me she's never paused her gaze um she has invited me to bathe her hair and has it has never once had a spark of uh, I've never felt anything come from her in these intimate moments. It very much makes me question my feelings of attractiveness, my my like my self conception of how attractive I am. That the queen has never expressed any of that. There's a word for what you're trying to describe, and it is your self esteem, the way you esteem yourself. I don't know if it's self-esteem, though, because it's, it's specifically related to my attractiveness. I, I associate a self-esteem with just everything together. Mm, I guess that's true. Personally. I guess that's true. When did you know you would never forgive the queen and why? I love the queen. And I would die for the queen. But when she left for several months and would not tell me where she went and would not allow me to go with her, Mm. nor did she tell me when she got back I decided that I would never forgive her for that cruel for her cruel absence you saved the queen's life once how? I got her out of the city and arranged for her to find a very discreet order of priestesses priestesses to tend to her over her pregnancy because if the truth had been found out 
Her life may not have been in danger, but it would have been very messy for everyone. When was the last time the queen hurt you? The last time the queen hurt me was the last time she asked the bone reader to wash her hair. Mm. I don't understand why she would do that. The bone reader is crazy and clearly after the queen and I think going to hurt her. I just haven't been able to find proof for it yet. The queen is under attack. Do you defend her? As we are walking down the road and we come under attack, I am prepared to lay down. I am prepared to step in front of the brigands with my staff until I see the one brandishing their blade and her face that looks so much like the queen's and I step aside. Do I defend the queen wholeheartedly without question? The only pause I have is when I, and I fear I'm going crazy, but when I see the queen in the enemy and that's when I'm struck down. And that is for the queen. We did play a version of this game once where the queen wasn't terrible. But out of all of the times that we've played this game, the queen has only not been terrible that one time. <laughs> uh, um, are you talking about the last time we played? No. Who's mean the last time we played? I mean, when yeah, we I played... Def- I defend oh, Cap- her. Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah, I know, but she was still a terrible queen. Oh, Captain, my captain. But that wasn't... Our- no, I know it wasn't for the queen. I said a version of this game. I oh. specifically said a version of oh, this I game. Oh, I see, I see, I see. You need to listen. That nomination really did go to your, straight to your head. <laughs> That's not true. You weren't listening. That's not true. You weren't listening. Um, this is a very fun game, and I have said it multiple times, and I will continue to say it. I think that this would be a great car game, as long as somebody was reading for the driver, obviously. Especially if you're going on a journey. Like, you're going on a journey. You're accompanying the queen. Like, I don't know. I just think it would be awesome. I think this would be a great car game. It is it is a lot of fun to play with a large table of people. Um, because it's interesting to see how everybody's relationship with the queen. Like, you guys can all have completely different relationships with the queen. And it still builds this very complex character who is not at the table. Yeah. I think I, that's one of the most interesting things yeah. for me is that everybody, like... You, you kind of get this in Fall of Magic with the Magus, but... Uh, but you can sometimes talk to the Magus. You don't talk to the queen here. Yeah, and you can you can kind of, you can can get away with Fall of Magic without really ever kind of learning who the Magus is. Um, for the queen, you learn who the queen is so, so explicitly and so, like, perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is a very good game. Yeah. And I'm, uh, this is the second time I've played it two players... Uh, and I was a little surprised to, to discover how well it works two players. It actually works quite well, I think. I agree. This is a great game. I wonder if you could play this one player just for like a little exercise for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely I've seen um, I've seen people do different one player. Um, like a, I think you could probably play it pretty straightforward one player even um, just by uh, x carding cards that don't make sense. Right. But I've also seen some hacks for it uh, that that allow you to play it one player like very, very cleanly. Yeah, yeah. It's a it, it's a great game. I, I love this game. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very easy like party game, but it's also a good solo game. And it's hard to find games that kind of bridge that gap and the whole spectrum in between. 
Yeah. It's like a it's a party RPG. Yeah. It's fun. It is a lot of fun. And like I said, you don't have to play the queen evil. It's hard not to. You don't always have to you don't have to play the queen evil. The queen always ends up being complicated. Yeah. Um which but... is interesting. Well, I mean, it like I said, they have all of this power and there are no checks. Not really. Yeah. So it's very interesting. But. So that is For the Queen. That's a game by Alex Roberts. Uh, it's published by Evil Hat, and you can get it online. It's a very, very good game, and I highly recommend it. that's it for this week we want to give a very special thank you to zach b our editor if it wasn't for zach b you would be hearing one a dog snoring throughout Mm. most of this two diana shuffling her legs constantly because i cannot get comfortable and three just so much silence while we kind of look at our cards and think out loud so thank you zach b for being awesome and for making this listenable i guess we also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with a Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure that you find us, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Speaking of those RPG-loving friends, thank you to our patrons for allowing us to keep this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, please find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us maintain and better it every week while getting some cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly campfire pod, and other things. Every single dollar and every single amount that you could possibly give us would be a huge, huge difference and be a huge, huge boon. Yes. uh, Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Uh, Every single patron past and present has been so incredibly kind and gracious to us it means the world to have your support and uh we we really cannot thank you enough um it's really made our lives (laughs) to be perfectly honest thank you all again for joining us in our adventure today we hope that as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day but like a very, very nice one.